My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. And welcome to the NFL Week 14 edition of the Oddscast podcast. I'm Donald DeLeo alongside Joe DeLara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. We have a stock full episode for you today. Guys, the NFL, four more weeks left. If the playoffs started right now, the Vikings would be in the playoffs at six and six. There are no more undefeated teams. The Steelers lost to the Washington football team. Woo. Pop champagne. On ice. You know, whatever you like. Is that some Ron Browse? That was, Ron uh, Browse? No. That Either was, boy? That was me celebrating for the 1972. No wife in the club. Give me $20. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just uh, some late 2000s New York hip hop. Um, But let's go into, before we go into the NFL, Joe, what's going on in the NBA world? I see you wearing an NBA jersey, so I figured I'd ask you an NBA question. Love that. Uh, We got Steve Nash on here, OG Phoenix Suns jersey, you know. But uh, the NBA is getting, we're getting, it's getting pretty exciting. Uh, We're about a week away. Uh, We got some preseason games coming up. uh, And whoa. First game. There's some there's some open lines out right now. Uh, first game's on December 22nd. Um, what I plan to do is I, I think the videos that we did before uh, during the bubble were pretty well received, pretty well viewed. So I'm going to try to do some more of those for everybody um, and maybe start like yeah. hammering sticks on uh, on some reels. But uh, your 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 videos and. Pornhub, the two highest plays on the internet during quarantine. They could be interchangeable. That's going to be our claim, by the way, (laughs) every time. But uh, the interesting thing right now is there's a lot of rumors about James Harden. Um, I I don't think he's going to get traded. The Rockets don't seem too keen on moving him uh, without getting a massive return. But he has said that he would be open to a trade to the Philadelphia 76ers which would probably mean that Ben Simmons has to be included in that trade. Um, so we'll see what happens. I kind of like the Rockets this year. Uh, I don't think that they trade James Harden. Um, so I'm looking at some of their odds for winning that division. But I did add one future besides the Bucks future to my portfolio. And it was I added the Indiana Pacers over 54.5% uh, in their winning percentage on DraftKings. I like this bet a lot. Um, I could go into the details a little bit on my action network, um, where I can write some notes there, but part of it has to do with the mentality. Uh, they got a new coach. Um, they haven't had lower than a 58% win percentage in the past three seasons. And they have, they're very talented. Part of the reason that they got killed by the Miami is just the math problem. And I think a new coach, I watched a little bit of their, like a minute of their scrimmage leaked video today and uh they're moving the ball a lot they're doing a lot of screens um and i think that the ball movement is is a little bit different and you're seeing sabonis stretch the floor shoot some threes so i'm pretty excited for them but i'm always high on the pacers so you know, yeah you are you are more than larry more than larry bird when he was there so uh but that's what i added and then uh you know follow me on the action network and i tweet out my picks and uh, we'll do some videos in, within the next week once we see some preseason games. Mentality, yeah, such a good, betting, such, a good such a good metric to look at. Betting like, on the X factor. Do they have it, Joe? Do the Pacers have it? Well, that's what I'm concerned about because they didn't have it last year, and the it was three point shooting. So the oh, it is Reggie Miller, and they don't have him anymore. They literally couldn't. They can't shoot less threes than they shot last year. They were like bottom three in the league. So like they have to be better. So. Um, I say, bring it, bring it back, back to the basket, putting people's butts on people's cocks, knocking them backwards. <laughs> it doesn't always work. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's the update right now. <laughs> I have a All suggestion right. before we move on from the basketball. Do you want me to start a uh, Pornhub user accounts for the, for the pod? So we can upload Joe's videos on Pornhub. <laughs> it's like, where are you going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> put, your, put your credit card on there. And you don't need a credit card. I'm not going to charge people. 
well, just sign, another platform. Well, you you can you sign up for the the, the good stuff. We have we have a well, podcast. Did your, like, your fraternity uh, or like your did your fraternity or like other organization that you might have been affiliated with like ever? No, happen? Joe. None of us sat like, in a room with other yeah, men. No, I, like, yeah. I, I like he's like your fraternity. <laughs> like everyone was in a fraternity. <laughs> no, but no. basically somebody would get a fucking account. And then they would tell everybody that went to chapter what the login information was. The recommended videos were ridiculous because you didn't know who was watching. Probably <laughs> so like, for great viewing on Ookie Cookie Sunday. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> no, the fact, Joe. The I, fact that the, the question of you wearing a uh, basketball, Steve Nash basketball jersey now is, uh, you know, is solved for me, given your fraternity background on a, as you are an almost 30 something. Oh, old. and one other thing fucking crazy speaking of Steve Nash is apparently they're saying that KD might play minutes at the five off of a fucking ACL injury. Insane. He's like a toothpick. Um, I don't understand that. It seems crazy. Um, very weird. Yeah. No, what else is insane? Fucking brother Michael just killing the Bukaki videos. Like, <laughs> cut it out, brother Michael. <laughs> Jesus. All right. No, we no, got no one wants to see that. Brother Michael in the fraternity. And, like, honestly, you never know. <laughs> so we got one week until preseason starts or the regular season starts? I think preseason starts, uh, like, in two days. All right. We'll, uh, we'll just probably as, be just as potent as the regular season. Yeah, stay tuned for Joe's uh, NBA content. NCAA still in full swing, college basketball. We have been betting it um, pretty regularly, so follow us on the Action Network. We tweet out the picks sometimes. Been been an all right start. Yeah. Crush nothing, it. Nothing really, yeah. Nothing for, just for college basketball, trying to just, you know, get a sense of where everybody is. No, No fans. Lack of home court advantage. Illinois. So crazy. Duke. Duke might be really bad this year. Yeah. Did you see there was like a, uh, a the Duke season in three tweets and it was like yes. Uh, I mean it was like Coach K says that the like the NCAA won't survive without a basketball season. Duke loses by thirty at home and it's like Coach K's like maybe we should suspend the season. Leave it to Coach K. Leave it to Coach K. Gonzaga Baylor got uh, postponed last weekend, which sucked because I was really looking forward to that game. The one and two teams in the country, both in the AP poll and on Ken Palm. So that was. I started off hot this year. And then once that game got canceled, I stopped betting college basketball Uh as boycott. Stay hot. Let's go into the NFL week 13 odds versus SPY in full swing. Again, this is a segment where we try and beat the stock market through the S and P 500. We are 45, 35 and one since we started this pot, uh, this segment on the podcast and week five, the SPY was $340 and 76 cents at that time. Since then, as I said, our record 45, 35, and one good for a 6.79% ROI went four and five last week, unfortunately. And now we are a little bit behind SPY closing three thirty three sixty six eighty five As of Wednesday, they're up 7.66%. So we are within striking distance, but we are behind. So guys, we got to clean it up. All right. We'll get to it. Yeah, I mean, I, stocks only go up. I don't know what to do here. <laughs> I, we can't really beat the Fed. So, uh, I any, thought this was—I thought this was like a meta, like a meta thing where it's like we try our best, but we can't beat the stock market type deal. We just it only goes up. Can we like get a? Can we get like a stimulus package in here? Enough with well, the porn hub stuff, dude. I—I <laughs> I mean, it was yeah, it was meta, but it was also a lot of especially now that gambling is legalized in a couple of handful of States now, especially in New Jersey, you know, a lot of the, the business guys who like the stock market are like, Oh, you know, the stocks always go up, you know, my portfolio is doing so well. And then sports gambling, it was kind of like a legitimizing sports gambling. That's how I looked at it. And, you know, the return is somewhat the same right now, if you listen to all of our picks. So again, we went four and five last week. I think we haven't had a week worse than four and five knock on wood, but Terry, you are up with the first pick. Um, we'll just, this will be a free flow. We each pick three games and then uh, we'll talk about 
each team as we go through in each game and kind of give our sense of the NFL season as we go ahead. So Terry, you are on the board snake draft, number one, overall pick you're up. Yes. So rough week for me last week. It's okay. Uh, my worst bet of, of the, of the week last week wasn't even on, on the board. It was, uh, it was the Jets money line, uh, which did not hit. So that was pretty heartbreaking. Um, but anyway, out with the old and with the new, we're going to a battle of Baltimore, battle of the, the Colts, the former Baltimore Colts. We have the Baltimore Ravens playing the uh, Cleveland Browns in Cleveland the midnight tr- the midnight truck route t- from Baltimore to Cleveland or no from Cleveland to, Cleveland Baltimore. to Baltimore yes um, Ravens bounce back against the the lowly Cowboys I I they're honest I think you know that was kind of a turnaround game um, and I just I don't I'm not sure still what to do with the Browns. Baltimore's eighth in DVOA. Baltimore blitzes 40% of the time. They only get pressure 24% of the time, which is middle of the road um, in the NFL. But we know that Baker struggles with pressure um, that many blitzes, and they're going to be miss. They could be missing um, their tackle Teller, uh, Miles Teller. Just kidding. That's not his first name. What is his first name? I forget. Someone tell me. I think it actually is it Miles Teller. I think it might be like the movie actor. Why? Why it Teller? Why it Teller? Similar, similar yeah, name. He could be. Uh, yeah. yeah. He could be related. You know, maybe not not the main star, but definitely a supporting actor. Um, he has he has the cocoa or was in close contact with someone with the cocoa, so he might be out. Um, they struggled last time he was when he was hurt earlier this year, and. A thing Browns, they're not great at. Rush defense, 19 from DVLA. I think this is a game. Baltimore beat them 36-7 to seven in week one. Um, I think this is, you know, Baltimore has got some things in motion. Uh, and off the Browns win last week, I think they're, you know, the market has them a little too high, even though they are at home. Um, but I, I think the better team here is the Ravens. They're going in the right direction. I will take the minus one Ravens on the road. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a buy, you know, a sell, a sell high situation with the Browns because, you know, if they didn't beat Tennessee, like they did last week, this spread would be Baltimore minus three, minus three and a half. I think no question. Um, the Browns sit in the fifth spot in the uh, playoffs, which is, yeah, pretty impressive. They're probably the worst nine three team of all time as far as DVOA is concerned. And you know, it was a it was a bounce back game. So I like the pick. Hey, thanks. Great. I you know if uh, and the money line as I was looking, I think on Pinnacle today, the it was trending even closer to a pick'em. So I would if you if the line is available where the money line is close to you know minus one ten, probably just do that. So. Yes, Des Bryant could be out as well again. Yeah, what was that? Guy tested positive 20 minutes before game time and no one else on the team had to go get a test. It made no sense. It did it didn't. But then he was just tweeting and I don't know, I guess he went home and he was just <laughs> drinking wine. He's like, I'm drinking wine. What's everyone else doing? <laughs> well, send, me, send me pictures of you drinking wine. And like the people that respond to that on Twitter is so weird. I don't understand it. Just like people just sending Des Bryant selfies of them drinking wine. Just like clap one, chasing one, one guy was like, stop drinking 10 years ago. It's me and my body armor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Joe, you're up. Second pick. <laughs> oh, wait, right. yes. So part of that is me going through the replies and looking at all the pictures that sent him <laughs> pictures of them drinking wine. Whatever. Um, all right. Well, my next pick is, or my first pick is going to be the saints minus seven, uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this is going to be, uh, Jalen hurts first official start in the NFL. 
Um, I would like this line regardless of who was starting. And I don't think Vegas really thought that when they set this line, I don't think it really mattered who was quarterbacking. I think they knew Hertz was going to quarterback anyway. It seems like when they set the line, because uh, it didn't really move upon the news that that was going to happen. Um, so I like this line. The Saints are still the number one team in DVOA and kind of like an odd point, but something that I was thinking about anyway is like they have Taysom Hill. Hertz is a pretty mobile quarterback. I feel like they would be better able to actually practice against this type of quarterback because they have a guy like Taysom Hill. Um, so I think I'm kind of cooking that into my analysis a little bit, but I mean, just in terms of these teams, like Hertz is not going to change the issues that the Eagles have in regards to their pass protection, their offensive line. Um, and even though he's maybe a little bit more mobile, Carson Wentz was still scrambling around as much as he could. He's not a totally immobile statue of a quarterback. Um, so I think the saints cover the spread. Um, I'm surprised it's not higher considering the saints are, uh, by far really the number one team in DVOA and are dramatically ahead of the Eagles. So, um, I like the saints here and I think at minus seven, that's a good number. Um, you're not laying a hook. Jalen hurts, not scaring you. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Not at all. Um, this is a good time to talk about our friendly fire that we had last podcast when Terry took the Eagles against me and the Packers at eight and a half. When Hertz came in the game, I will say as someone who had a similar spread against the Eagles, I was afraid of Jalen Hertz and he almost made me pay. He did. Should have covered that game. Should have, but you know, it is what it is. Chalk it up. Chalk one up for, uh, Team Delia there. Wow. <laughs> I mean, however way you want to look at that. Um, I have two picks right now. I will start off with the Titans minus seven. Now there's a lot of big spreads this week. And I know there's a lot of talk about, there's always one week in which everything blows up. It could have been, you know, we had a almost blow up lat week last week with the giants beating the Seahawks at home. Um, behind Colt McCoy. We had the Jets almost beating the Raiders who were chasing a playoff spot before some nefarious play calling happened on the defensive end of the ball in a last second situation. There are a lot of big spreads this week. You know, Saints are one of them. The Titans are one of them. The Seahawks are one of them. The one that I like the most in terms of a big team to cover chiefs are one of them is the Titans because the Jaguars, although they are a little frisky, a little frisky, those Mike Lennon led Jaguars are, they are terrible on defense and the Titans. If you are a top tier offensive team, like they are, they struggle a little bit on defense, a shootout, you want to have the team with a big spread, in my opinion, if it's a shootout. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think the ja- uh, the Jaguars are not going to be able to stop Derrick Henry at all this game. I think the Titans are going to run all over them, control the clock. John Smith might be coming back for the Titans this week. He returned to practice yesterday. Jaguars, like I said, can't stop the run, can't really stop anybody on defense. Tannehill, DVOA, might surprise some people that the Titans have a better, more efficient passing offense than they do a rushing offense, given Derrick Henry's stature around the league. But Tannehill is 84, around 84 graded with a clean pocket. Jaguar is one of the worst teams rushing the passer. I think this is a get right game for the Titans now that they have, you know, kind of got jarred last week. And even in that game, they got decimated in the first half, climbed back into it, made it, you know, a two score game and then finally made it a one score game by the end of it. Um, and it had a chance to, but this, this Titans team, I think needs a win bad. I think they're waking up a little bit. They're eight and four in the division. They're tied with the Colts. They do hold a tiebreaker and this game is very important to them. You know, the Jaguars have some fight, but I think the Titans come out and really take care of business going with the Titans minus seven. Yeah. I like that. Point. Taking care of business. Is it Derek Henry season, Joe? It's definitely Derrick Henry season. I feel like, uh, you know, he might swing a lot of fantasy matchups this week too. Yeah, Never and I'm, I'm playing him, so fuck <laughs> me. Um, second game, 
I'm going to a game. Not a lot of people, unless you I mean you're either a degenerate gambler if you bet this game, or you're an opportunistic investor. I prefer the latter term. Opportunistic investor looks at the Falcons Chargers game Sunday, 4 p.m. Los <laughs> Angeles, and I say, wow. This is the last chance, possibly the last chance I have to bet against Anthony Lynn, who is eight and 20 since 2019. This chargers team is in shambles. I saw a tweet and I don't even know if it's verified the content of which are true, but apparently Anthony Lynn last week told the chargers in practice that, you know, Hey guys, there's a good chance. We're not going to make the playoffs. And they, st- <laughs> and they still, <laughs> and they still, the honesty. and they like, still, hey, we're not, we might not, we might, we might not, you know, we might not win. We kind of suck. Like so, if your manager came and was like, Hey, you know, just try to get through the day. Probably not going to, probably not going to get promoted or anything. All we're right. not, we're well, not going to, we're not going to hit our, uh, hit our goals here. Yeah. Their sales goal. You're probably, oh, not get, yeah. you're probably not getting a bonus. So just sit there. Um, yeah, we fired Susan from, <laughs> from marketing. Yeah. So, I mean, you might be next, but Hey, you know, enjoy your day. Hey, there's cake in the kitchen. It's Karen's birthday. So Anthony Lynn tells his team that allegedly, and I, you know, sure. I I'd say it's true. I saw it on Twitter. Why wouldn't it be? The Chargers then, who were actually still not out of playoff contention technically at that point, proceed to lose 45 to nothing against the New England Patriots. A lot of clamoring for Anthony Lynn to lose his job. Again, he's 8 and 20 since 2019. Has a decent, you know, roster on paper, but this is a underperforming team. Team's lifeless, it's dead. You look at the other side, you know, it's the Falcons who are the most Jekyll and Hyde team in the NFL. But they have looked fairly strong when, uh, you know, now that they have Raheem Morris at the helm and they fired Dan Quinn, it's kind of probably what the Chargers are going to look like once they fire Anthony Lynn. So I look at this, I think the Falcons win this game by, you know, at least over the key number of four. Uh, I think they're going to be able to throw a lot on this Chargers. Uh, Defense Chargers are 30th overall in DVOA, which is terrible. One of the worst teams in the league, but they are 26th defensively in DVOA. Um, Falcons line hasn't been terrible, which is weird, but they have spent a lot of draft capital on their offensive line. You know, Joey Bosa is good, all that stuff, but this Chargers defense isn't good. They make stupid mistakes, worst in special teams DVOA in the league. And yeah, Herbert, rookie quarterback got rattled last week, 45 to nothing. And this Falcons defense honestly has been fairly good this year. Their defense is better than their offense, which is, you know, not, not a lot. We couldn't say that for a lot of the Falcons teams of the Dan Quinn era, but we're past Dan Quinn era Falcons, 14th rated DVOA in football on defense. And like I said, you're betting against weighted DVOA, 31st worst team, th- you know, the second worst team in the league behind the Jets. If you want to go weighted DVOA, I said they were 30th before. Chargers are terrible. Anthony Lynn is on his last legs. And, you know, he looked, the team looked like they packed up their season last week when they lost 45 nothing. And the Falcons are playing hard. So I'm going with the Falcons two and a half, minus two and a half. Okay. That's fair. I mean, kind of want to take the Chargers, but. Well, we saw too, how well too, they, how well we looked at, how well that worked out for you last week. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to. Jeez, uh, guy, guy, guy wins one week. Jeez, so want to know? Hang the banner. I feel like this week's pick, like this week's spreads, were like a little weird. So naturally, I had to take a weird pick. Um, of note, we are five and zero oh on my weird picks. So let's keep it rolling here. What do you consider a weird pick? Um, like a non-traditional spread, like not a spread, an over/under, a total, something like that. Totals aren't weird. Yeah, totals oh. are fine. The the team over/unders are non-traditional. Team over. Well, either way, we generally give out spreads. Any pick that's not a spread, we're five and zero on. So let's keep it rolling here. Um, I'm going to look at the Thursday night game. So tonight's game, uh, and I'm taking the Patriots and Rams under forty-five. Um, I think that this total is a little too high. Both these teams like to run the ball and looking at their opponents points per game, uh, the Rams are fifth best. They give up 20 points a game and the 
Patriots are seventh at 21. Um, just looking at that, looking in terms of the way that they like to play the game, uh, New England is going to keep running the ball. If they do get a lead, they slow down significantly more. Um, and I think they're going to be trying to keep play, essentially keep away uh, from McVay and the Rams. So I, I like this total. I think that you're getting it above that key number of 44. And uh, it, it's a short week, short rest. Um, and I think that I think that this under hits here. I get that it's a little bit of a lower total, but um, I do think that the Patriots and Belichick are going to slow it down. And McVay has had a little bit of difficulty with Belichick. And uh, I think that they're going to be able to try to neutralize that Rams offense to some extent. So um, I understand that the the Patriots defense has not been really good at all this year, uh, but in the past couple of games, um, they're only, they've only given up an average of 14.7 points over the last three games. So looking at that, leaning on that. And, uh, I think that we, you know, we don't see a high scoring Thursday night game. I'll have something to say on this game a little later, because I, I think, and I'll, and I'll talk about something that you said in that, that I think is throwing off the market a little bit. So, yeah. but I'll tease it. I'll tease it. I, you know, okay. I mean, uh, and now I want to know what you, you were going to say. Well, it's one of my picks. I'm picking one of these. Make the people players. wait. Are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll wait for my comments as well then. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I'll go. Uh, my next pick, I'm taking the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus six and a half against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings are six and six, and they have looked fucking weird the past few weeks. They got a miracle win over the Carolina Panthers. Um, did not cover, of course. Um, and then had to go to overtime against the Mike Clennon-led Jaguars. Um, I just I don't really believe in the Vikings. I mean, they're, they're in the teens and DVOA for both offense and defense, but I – I just can't say I love what I'm seeing. Oh, they're actually ninth in defensive DO, DVOA. Um, it, this is more of a bet on the Bucks. Um, Tom Brady, as we have chronicled uh, on these long-winded rants all season, is not great against pressure, not great against pass rush. Well, Vikings are 26 in QB pressure. Um they don't blitz very often. Tom Brady's going to have time. Tom versus time, classic, you know, classic debate. Um, and you know, he's going to have time to operate. I think they're going to score some points on offense. You get you get the Vikings out of the dome um, first and run defense to neutralize Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, and then pass defense to to help shut down Thielen and Jefferson. Is um, DVOA ranked eighth? Uh, I, I like the Bucks, you know, as they kind of hit a lull in the middle of the season, losing some some big, bigger, high-profile national games. Um, and I think this is a this is a good spot for them uh, at home. Uh, Godwin, Chris Godwin, had some pins removed from his hand, so he didn't practice today. Um, he's slated to start practice on Friday, so that's something to keep in mind and keep an eye on. Make sure he's he's out in the field because. They are definitely a better offense um, with him out there. Uh, but I, I think this is, a, this is an, a, a good spot for the Bucks. I could see them, you know, covering this by a decent amount. I, I like the uh, the Bucks here a lot. Um, I can't see them losing this game. Whoa, don't do that to me. I will say, as far lose. as the spread, that this is a playoff game. Theoretic, you know, if the playoffs ended today, Bucks are sixth seed, Vikings are seventh seed. There's a chance these two teams end up in the NFC Championship game if the playoffs end up today. That is true, but they don't. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know, it could be a close one, but I, I like the Buccaneers to win. I definitely think everything kind of points towards a Buccaneers win. But. Yeah, there's a lot of like six and a half, seven point, seven point, seven and a half point spreads this week. It's kind of like. Like I definitely want to do a money line parlay this week. Um, I already I already teased the Titans and Bucks down to one point and yeah. a half point respectively. Good yeah. week for teasers. Yeah, that which means it's going to blow up. So 
Yeah, it's gonna be a disaster. <laughs> Probably. Um, pick, pick your pick your teasers. Uh, you know, carefully. Yeah, don't cross zero. I hate teasers. I always lose. Um, plus, you got Tom, Tampa Bay off a of bye. Well rested, old bag of bones. Um, for the last pick, we are going to MetLife Stadium with those annoying New York Giants. But we're taking the Cardinals minus two. A little bit of a public play. A lot of money on the Cardin or a lot of bets and money on the Cardinals. The Giants are America's darling, and by America's darling, I mean Northeast darling of New <laughs> Jersey, Northern New Jersey, and New York right now. Um, well, mo- mostly around the city. If you go too far north, you're in Buffalo territory. Um, I just, I think last week's win was a fluke. Uh, did I pick them in survivor? Uh, yes, I did. Did I lose? Yes, I did. I I just, I haven't really loved what I've seen from the Seahawks all year. And that was just a classic, just giant as a Dolphins fan. I've seen this game before where your shitty ass team goes on the road and just wins a random ass game. And it's like, Oh my God, we have hope. Um, but matchup wise, the Cardinals are just a better team. Yes. If you, but you can also look at them and be like, Hey, look at their past four games. They're one in three. And the one game that they won was on a hail Mary at the last second of DeAndre Hopkins against the Bills. So I think both, both teams, if you look at their wins and losses, they're going in different directions. So I think this is a game where the Cardinals kind of, you know, right the ship against, uh, not a great, I'm I'm trying I'm trying to be nice, Joe. I'm I'm really trying to pick my words carefully. <laughs> Not a great football team in the New York Giants, who by their division happen to be in a division race. Um, but under Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones is not good at home. Would was crazy against the spread on the road. They have Colt McCoy, who you know showed his stuff last week, but. Again, it's Colt McCoy. I'm going to assume that he's going to revert to his mean uh, or regress to his mean. Um, and I, I just think there's too much talent in the Arizona offense to um, to lose to the Giants in MetLife Stadium. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Like, I, I feel like this spread is just deflated because the Cardinals really haven't been particular like they've gotten they've been a little cold and i mean in the last five games besides like you said the hail mary they haven't really looked that good so i i don't know i just think that it's i feel like it's a bounce back spot for the cardinals i do think that the line's a little too low especially under a field goal um i'm not this like it, when I was, as a Giants fan, I was hoping that the Steelers would fucking take care of business and they did not um, because they're a fraud. Uh, they were a fraud undefeated team. And yeah, don't give any credit to the team no, that's on fire and uh, has the fifth top five defense in football and everything's gone right for them. And who is the best uh, team in the NFC? So don't give them credit. credit. Yeah, you're right. I'm not. They, no. They should- no, I'm not. That's not the point. Uh, there's still another, there's still under 500 team. So, um, whoa, Jesus Christ, fucking. Um, but uh, you want me so, to edit that out? What? <laughs> no. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that this is going to be a really tough game for the Giants. Um, their schedule is pretty brutal going the rest of the season. When they beat the Seahawks. You know, you're looking at it and saying, okay, well, it's like we have a cushion against the football team, and then the football team beats the Steelers. So, actually, the Steelers lost to the football team. Um, so, uh, you know, I think this is a tough game. I, I think your pick is right. <laughs> okay, thank you. But, I mean, I, like, the, the Cardinals, <laughs> they've played tough – they've played playoff teams the past five weeks. And, yeah. yes, they've lost four yeah. of those <laughs> I, I, I'm saying, like, my take on this game is that both teams aren't that good. Like the the Cardinals kind of got off to a hot start, beat some yeah. teams that they should have, you know, that are that are lower tier teams. But now that they're playing good teams. They're not playing well. The Giants, I don't think, are that good in general. I think that the statistics and the metrics reflect that. And I just think they got you know caught a Seahawks team that is just was sleepwalking and was in flux. But you know that's yeah. just my take. I, I you know I lean the Cardinals here, but. I just think that these are two teams that aren't really that good. Yeah. I mean, I will, 
lost the Seahawks, I think, as expected, this line's probably more like six. And then you're taking the Giants, probably. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. I think the line is appropriately set, but I think the key number, I think the Cardinals win by at least three. Two things. I don't love this week in terms of lines. Second thing, I'm just trying not to overthink this one. Cardinals are better on paper. The games aren't playing on paper, boys. We know that. (laughs) All right. Joe, your last pick. Um, my last pick is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sorry, Terry. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs minus seven against the Dolphins. Wait, can I just say something real quick? Yeah. Fuck you. Thank you. You can find it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I just think that the Chiefs are too good. Um, they've lost four games against the spread uh, in a row um, while winning, even though they won all of those games. Um, I think that that kind of puts a sour taste a little bit in betters mouths. So I, uh, I'm looking to back the chiefs here. Um, Andy Reed has, as the chiefs head coach, the longest against the spread losing streak he's ever had was five. And, uh, I just think at this point that they're going to be, I think they're going to, they're better than the dolphins. Um, their weakness defensively is really in terms of rush defense, but the dolphins are not particularly good uh, running the ball, I would say. Um, in fact, they're 27th in DVOA in rushing offense. Can't so, confirm. Well, I don't they're think not they're good. really be able to lean on, you know, what the Chiefs' weakness is. And honestly, it's like if it's a shootout, I'm going to back Mahomes to cover that spread. Um, no offense to Tua, but, you know, Mahomes is going to be the MVP this year. And I think that seven points, a touchdown spread is not really enough um, here. So I'm going to back the Chiefs. And I think they finally cover a game uh, after they haven't in the past, you know, four weeks since they covered against the Jets minus 20. Sorry, Terry. It's okay. You're putting a sour taste in Terry's mouth as well as the betters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to believe I'm going to believe that we can keep it close, but I mean, looking back at when two years ago, when Flores was the defensive coordinator for the Patriots, they played the chiefs twice. Um, both games, uh, I think the first game chiefs lost 43 to 40 in the second game. They lost in the playoffs where they didn't get to see the ball in overtime and they lost 37 to 31. So, uh, there's an, a track record for, or a formula as you could, you know, if you looked at Dolphins Rams game where you said, okay, you know, they have a game plan that they can employ against golf where he hates, you know, getting pressured and having people around them here. I, I think you would need a higher powered offense to, to compete with Mahomes. Um, so I am a little, you know, nervous that this, this could get out of hand if uh, the Dolphins offense doesn't, you know, put together some good drives. Yeah. I mean, and Miami's been great against the spread this year. So I think that between the chiefs being bad, Miami being good. Um, I, I just like the spot for the chiefs. All right. My final pick, I teased it a little bit when Joe was talking about the Pats Rams under 45, Terry just talked about not overthinking things. And as I thought about this last pick, I thought about let's not overthink things. Let's look at the Los Angeles Rams. They're top five in weighted DVOA overall. They are a top five team in this league. They are a divisional. uh, They lead the toughest division in the NFL right now at eight and four. They are very good. On defense, they are pretty good, sometimes elite on offense. They are top five in both defense and offensive DVOA. This team is extremely balanced. Now, let's look at the Patriots. The Patriots, I understand they are on a little bit of a run here, winning four out of their last five games, but let's look at those games. Other than... The win against Baltimore, which we all know, Bill Belichick controlled the weather in that game and couldn't do anything. It was disgusting out, and that was kind of Baltimore's lowest point of the season. 
They won that game uh, 23-17, the Patriots did. They beat the Arizona Cardinals, who I just said in the last pick by Terry that I don't really think the Cardinals are that good, and we're kind of realizing that. Then they beat the Jets, the Chargers, and lost to the Texans. I don't think this team is really that good at all, and I kind of think this is a mirage of a Bill Belichick-led resurgence of a Patriots team that was dead in the water, you know, looking back at week seven, uh, week eight. And I think Belichick is getting, you know, it's hard to say this about the best coach in probably NFL history is getting a little bit too much credit here. Um, This line opened at six and a half, which I think was appropriate. I think that the Rams should be favored by six and a half, seven, maybe seven and a half. But given that, it's the Super Bowl rematch of two years ago. Everybody kind of saying that Belichick, oh, he knows McVay. He knows how to scheme McVay. He doesn't have two weeks to prepare for this game. He has four days to prepare for it. I know that they had, you know, they were able to rest their starters for the second half because they were beating the Chargers 45 to nothing last week. But McVay, when you look at it, since 2019, since December of 2019, he is five and one against the spread in primetime games. His team usually shows up in primetime. And I think that given that they lead the NFC West, they uh, own the tiebreaker against the Seahawks right now. And they're tied at eight and four. They need this game pretty badly. You look at the Patriots and what they can do offensively. They can't only, they can't, they can't throw the ball, so they have to run the ball. They run a lot of motion. They run a lot of you know, quarterback draws with Cam Newton, a lot of read option. This team on the other side of the ball, Rams, very good at stopping the run. And I don't think the Pats are going to be able to score. Like I don't think that the Patriots are going to be able to do a lot offensively. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they don't get a ton of pressure. They are... 23rd ranked defensively in DVOA. They haven't been good defensively all season. So I'm trying not to overthink it. I'm going to take the Rams at minus five. I think this line has creeped down just because of the Belichick name and because people don't want to give up on the Patriots in this playoff run because they are six and six, but they're still, you know, they still have to climb over three more teams. And I think that this could be the final nail in the coffin for the season in two teams that I think are in different tiers and I'm getting the Rams that I think, you know, an extra point and a half, two points of value. This line actually might move down to four and a half, but I'm confident enough to take it at five. I think this game's going to be pretty handily won by the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. I think that the Rams win this game too. I looked into this game so hard looking for an angle on the Patriots yeah, I. It's all Patriots. Belichick. It's literally all Belichick. It's like everybody's like, oh, you know, don't, people don't forget about the Super Bowl two years ago. Well, yeah, no, but these are like that's not the team that that team that the Patriots had was so good defensively. They're not that good defensively this year, and you know the Rams might be a, a little bit worse. They aren't the the offensive you know juggernaut they were two years ago, but they're very balanced defensively. They have Jalen Ramsey, like the Patriots can't throw it all. These are, it's a completely different comparison. Yeah. I just think this game, I, I agree. I just think the game's slow, um, but the spread keeps dropping, which is like, I don't really understand it either. Uh, I mean, I, according to this, the advanced stats I'm looking at, I see that they get, you know, the second most pressure. In terms of um, on quarterbacks, which is like sacks, knockdowns, hurries. So I think if this isn't a Wikipedia website, and that is true, I think that could give golf problems. Like Belichick knows what he needs to do to get make golf uncomfortable. And we saw that again with what Brian Flores did to him where it's confusing blitzes, zone blitzes, dropping defensive ends. Um, I would like their chances to cover, like you said, more if it was a longer week and you have a question mark with if Cam is going to play. Um, but uh, five is just a dead dead number to me. I just, If you like the Rams, yeah, uh, 
I, I think, you know, you could take it now. I think people are probably going to bet the Pats even more. You might be able to get it at an even better number. So, yeah, I haven't taken it yet, but for the purposes of the podcast, like I'm waiting for it to go to four and a half, like secret to everybody who has the action network pinnacle is the bet that moves the earliest. So if you don't have pinnacle set on your books in the action network, set it up because it definitely trends uh, earlier. So right now I'm looking at it plus five on the Patriots is minus one Oh nine LA minus five is minus one Oh one. So that looks to me, usually that means it's going to drop another half point. So um, it's, we'll drop another half point, maybe even more. So I think you'll be able to bet this as close to game time as possible, but I'm on the ramps. I, I think that this is just a team that is in the top tier of the NFL and I'm taking a top tier team versus a middle of the road, maybe even below average team, no matter Ooh. how, no matter if they just beat the Los Angeles chargers. <laughs> who like if you're Jalen Ramsey, like who do you, who <laughs> you chat? Do you probably don't even shadow anybody? Like you don't even go to the game. Maybe you just the spy on Cam. Maybe time. just spy Cam Newton. I want to okay. see, I want to see how deep they play their safeties. Cause if I'm the Rams, I'm loading, you know, nine guys in the box or whatever, you know, obviously line up against the receivers, but those safeties are, you know, 10 yards, their heels are on, you know, 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. And if you backpedal, I'm cutting you like I make, I'm making Cam Newton throw the ball deep and beating me with his arm, not his legs. I just don't see him doing that. (laughs) I will cut you Joe. I will cut you if you backpedal one centimeter. All right. That's it for the odds versus SPY podcast or segment of this podcast. Wow. Um, (laughs) Terry is on the Ravens minus one bucks minus six and a half Cardinals minus two. Joe is on saints minus six and a half Pats Rams under under 45 chiefs minus seven. I am on the Titans minus seven Falcons minus two and a half and Rams minus five guys. We picked eight favorites this week out of nine. Every single spread we picked was a favorite. I'm sure that will work out well. Um, but you know, are there any underdogs you kind of like this week? I wanted, I want the Steelers at three and it looks like it's going to go there. Um, you can get it juiced up right now if you're impatient, like I was. Um, but I think that it goes to plus three and I like that line. I just think it should be, I think it should just, I think it should be closer to a pick them, um, rather than the Steelers getting or either team really getting a full three points. Terry, any underdogs you like? Uh, I was really like, like I said, I was really trying to find an angle to, to take the Patriots. Um, but I will say I will go to the worst. I it's up there, but probably the worst game on the board. Um, and that is the, the Cowboys, um, Bengals game. Yeah. If you're looking at DVOA or any rankings, just scroll all the way to the bottom. I'll give you a few seconds. Yep. No, you found them. Yep. They're all the way at the bottom there. Bengals three and a half point underdog. Um, you know, I got to see the Bengals a decent amount last week. They play the dolphins. Uh, but you know, the past two weeks you would think that, you know, Joe Burrow being out, but you know, against the giants, against the dolphins two you know, they're not outstanding teams. You know, they're very, very feisty teams still. A lot of fight in them. And I thought, you know, seeing your your franchise quarterback go down, you, you might have just seen, you know, the white flag being waved as they try to maybe tank for better picks. But they, they're, you know, grown men earning a paycheck and they're I'm trying to use as many cliches as possible. Um, you know, they're, they're fighting every down. Um, and I, I just think, you know, based off the Cowboys game I watched last night, I, I, I like them. I'm, I'm betting on heart here, heart and a home dog. In this I, Andy, Andy Dalton revenge game, guys never won a big game in his life. Yeah, I, the under the the plus points teams that I did like, I wasn't as confident as these three picks that I gave to you on this podcast. Like there are you know, underdogs that I like this week and I can find an angle for them. I don't know if I'm going to eventually bet them, but scrolling through the board, the Bengals are one of them. 
as a three and a half home dog. The Bears are one of them. Plus one, Deshaun Watson hasn't really played in cold weather his entire career. Get Soldier Field in sub 30 degree weather against the Bears team that you could be buying low on. Washington football team, plus three, plus three and a half at some books against the 49ers. I'm probably staying away from this, but you know, if you if you believe in the Ron Rivera resurgence of this football team as the likely winners of the NFC East. Yes, I said it. Uh, they are a solid underdog and I like the Steelers too. So it's, it's there are big. games out there. I wanted one of the games on this board before we go into pods and Rex. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to paint this picture for you. In what world do you see a um, Mike McCarthy as a coach of a three and nine football team that he lied about watching film to get the job <laughs> going into fucking cold ass Cincinnati on the, on the river, Lake river, whatever. Lake river. <laughs> Body of water. Body of water. I and thought, going the, out I thought and river was the river is the name of the lake. Lake river. Yeah, no. And like, even like competing. That is going to be the biggest shit show you've ever seen. I just want a camera on him the entire game. You're right. Last, I, I wanted to bring up though, because I think this is probably the most consequential game on the board in terms of playoffs. The Colts against the Raiders. Raiders are plus three dogs at home. It might even move to plus three and a half. That game's going to be... I was looking at the Raiders. Me too. I was leaning the Raiders at this number. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to be on the Colts, and it would not surprise me if the Raiders come out and win this game. Colts are a weird team, man. They are, they're a really weird team. Yeah. I think I think it'll be interesting because I don't think Josh Jacobs is going to play. I think that the line... the I think the Raiders might wind up getting an extra like half a point or so when he's formally ruled out. And like I said, I said this last week, I think Booker's fine um, as a backup. So I, I, I like the Raiders a little bit too, but I would want to wait and see if you can get a slightly better number. All right. It's time for pods and Rex. producer, Corey. Si, senor. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Oh, you want me to go? Glow, glowing endorsement. <laughs> I don't know. I just watch it. You, you're just good. Like, yeah, you checking in on me? I'm fine. Yeah, it's what it, it's what it checking is. Checking in. You know, checking on your friends. Sorry, I was just trying to take care of some Christmas gifts while I, you guys were busy talking about God knows what. It is that season. Yeah. Well, how's your, how's your shopping it. going? Um, see, I'm like 75% done, which is better than usual. It's not bad. Yeah. Shout out to COVID. I honestly wouldn't have done it, couldn't have done it without COVID. So, you know, thank you. Oh, shit. Uh, I got to do that. Before I get started, have you guys started decorating yet? Yeah. Yes. Um, no. It's fucking annoying, isn't it? I only well, did the living room. That's it. So I'll actually go um, because this is a good recommendation um, as far as Christmas decorations go. Me and my girlfriend invested in a very nice, like, fake tree last year. And I gotta stop this. I love a fake tree. Yeah, yeah. fake trees are I'm fake. A fake man. It's covered in like this white cocaine like substance. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> Lord and have mercy. I'll send I'll send you a picture. It looks very nice, and it was like it took literally four minutes to set up. You don't have to deal with bringing the shit inside, all the pine needles dropping all over. You mean it all looks sapped? What? No, it's, it looks great. Like, it looks flocked. fucking good. I didn't say fucked. I said flocked. I don't know what that means, but sure. I'm pretty sure that's when you fucking, like, you white out your tree. Uh, it's it, like something tr- fancy people tr- do. Uh, it, it looks good, and it's not a hassle to set up, and I recommend it. So if you're not a really hardline traditionalist doing things that you do just because everybody else does them and it's a pain in the ass, then go ahead, do it. But I'm recommending an easier way out. And I hope that you take my hand and come with me and see the light. I love. I have, a, I have a question pertaining to your tree. And I think I already know the answer considering what you just said. Are you a tinsel guy? Yeah. 
don't know what that is. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's like it's like the strings of like fucking like glitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, I guess. No uh, way that you like tinsel. Wow, this is a real uh, tragedy town. for a graduate from Timothy Christian to like just not know how to decorate for Christmas. <laughs> That's oh a God. deep cut, man. Fucking Ouch. deep cut deep cut ringing endorsement of the christian university for high schoolers the christian university it's liberty high school man i do who, who, I, who I did bet on this uh tonight so they're up right now are we winning like outright right now oh wow out of 10 point spread their you sports go. their sports teams are good for as annoying and fucking cuckolded <laughs> their their uh administration is they have to have some sort of outlet so. that is that is the jerry falwell school Ouch. for people who don't know um, <laughs> look it up pool boy jerry falwell i was well, listening to a song by eddie vetter that he calls out jerry falwell and it was written <laughs> in 2004 it was uh it's on um the into the wild soundtrack uh Ooh, one of the bonus movie. bonus uh songs and well just calls out jerry Falwell. <laughs> well jerry falwell his dad who i think was also jerry Falwell. like i think that the current one is jerry falwell jr the dad was in the hustler magazine supreme court case hot like the hustler magazine guy painted him or like did a comic of him like Flocked him losing in losing his virginity like to his mom in an outhouse and jerry falwell sued him and oh. the and the supreme court said that first amendment allows you to do that because he's a public figure gotta love that huh what an america freedom ring baby ring, usa ring. usa you get a real tree um yeah fake trees though all day that's my recommendation who's up next i'll go because i also love fake trees um my recommendation today is uh that twofold number one it's soup season it's great for soup right now um i feel like we've said this this is soup season for the last like three podcasts so that's why i said it's twofold because it's just a continued recommendation every time the fucking temperature goes down another 10 degrees you're like oh this reminds me because still in effect. the reason it's important is that soup warms you up so you can wear a cutoff. I made a cutoff today for the first time in a while. I had a devil's t-shirt jersey. Where would um, you cut it? Below the nipple or like pretty close to the nipple? It was like, eh, like it wasn't too close. It was like, I'll put it this way. I wore it to the gym today. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't remember. Did you say you were in a fraternity before? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, this is, this is something that you have to learn how to do, um, while you're in the fraternity, you have to, is this part of your arts and class requirement in the yeah. fraternity? I didn't learn how to do that. Well, I, pff, find the wall anyway. Um, <laughs> so anyway, the, the point is it's a great cutoff. It's good. Like it was a repurposing of a shirt that didn't really fit me anymore. It was a little tight on my lats. So I just cut that out. And then, um, we're <laughs> just in a way better situation. Now I've repurposed the shirt, reduce, reuse, recycle the pieces that I cut off. I use them to shine my shoes. Um, so it's great. And I highly recommend making a cutoff out of one of the shirts that you maybe like don't wear that often anymore. Um, cause it kind of fits a little weird or it doesn't really fit great. And now using it, it's, you know, it's new year, new me season. We're getting right there. So like get ready for the gym, have a new cutoff. Let's get it popping. Eat real food. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Hashtag soup season. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, you'd be okay with Bryson golfing with a thermos of soup, but not with his shakes? Dude, if if he fucking walked around with split pea soup, you know how much more like I would like him. <laughs> I'll just throw it up just thinking about that. That's fucking <laughs> disgusting. I had, swing it, swinging I had 70, 75 times at the Masters, missing the cut, walking around just fucking split farting soups. on every backswing. <laughs> I had a really nice. Uh, I had a really nice lentil soup today. Uh, so also recommend the lentils. What, what is a lentil? It's a little bean. It's a legume. It's a flat guy. Mm, can never find those little beans. Yeah, don't <laughs> <fuck them>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's it. <laughs> I think Terry's up. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll go. I'll recommend, uh, this may be sacrilege. Um, being a New Jersey based, uh, podcast, 
but I'd never watched The Sopranos before. Wow. Um, and I've, I've just zipped through the first two seasons and man, what, what a, what a good show. Christopher, uh, <laughs> um, it's just, it's just great. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't know what to say. I don't want to talk about it too much cause I don't want any spoilers or anything, but whew, it's, it's, a, they really lean into the stereotypes or maybe my life, you know, the people I've interacted with, you know, maybe they're all in the mob. I don't know. There are a lot. I mean, I don't know whether it's the show shaping the culture as much as the culture shaping the show. Yes, that's the, that's the phrase I was looking for. I think it's a little of both. It depends. Yeah, there's a there's a pre and post Soprano world. There's definitely a subset of people in New Jersey that the Sopranos like is depicting them accurately to a T. I know. Uh, t to a T. Get it. For the fucking Sopranos. So, and then know. there's, yeah, there's people on the other side who saw the Sopranos and want to be like that because maybe they want to feel like they're a part of some culture. Yeah, they got to say Stugatz every other sentence. <laughs> yes. Like, cool, um, we get it. You saw it. If I'm going to power rank the Sopranos that live in the nuclear family that live in that household, um, I'll rank, uh, what's the son's name? AJ. AJ, he's fourth. I was I, I was gonna say if you say he, he's first, you have not got it. You definitely haven't watched the later seasons. I'm gonna put um, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Tony third. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Meadow second and Carmela first. Wow, I love Carmela. You would love Tony. Her. She I she just I love her. She's the best. Is Florio there yet? Florio, yes, the Italian. Yeah. Oh yeah, which one in the Sopranos? Harry, Harry, I feel like wishes he was Florio. He, I, he's got the nice little ponytail going on. He's, you know, I do, I do like me some Florio. <laughs> I just finished season two. I don't know if we're giving out spoilers or not, but not really. also Carmela just saying his name is just comedy. Tony, the form of comedy, Florio. Florio. Always <laughs> oh, from Italy. Have you been to the new Vesuvios? <laughs> it's gorgeous. <laughs> All right, I'm 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 here for you on this journey, Terry. Thank yeah, you. let me know what episode you're on. I might jump in. Thanks, I did. Dude. I saw you. I saw you um, on Twitter. You like like some cartoon or something of Chris, Christopher um, talking to Paulie about masks. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 saw that. I felt good because I got it now. I was I, I had a good laugh about that. There's one yeah. guy there's one guy at my office that I think he's like based himself off of Silvio and it's hilarious because he just he's Irish. <laughs> there. You have to just take the O and move it to the front <laughs> yeah, of the yeah. O, o Silv. O Silv. All right, producer Corey, you're last up. Uh, end of the year's coming, guys. I've been trying to rank my favorite albums of the year so far. And all I really got is the number one. So I'll give it to you as my recommendation. It's, a it's, uh, album? it's not. It was a close call. But I'm going to give it to my girl, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, the Punisher album is fucking amazing. Listen to it a shitload this year. Kyoto is one of the best songs I've probably ever heard written in my life, which is saying a lot considering Neil Diamond's entire discography. Um, so I would suggest if you haven't yet, go listen to her. She's fantastic. Um, some of the arrangements in the new album are a little different, a little sped up than her older stuff, but a good mix of like your sad, uh, uh, aggravated, heart throbby ballads are in there with lyrics that cut deep for a 25 year old. I can say that as a 29 year old, I have four whole more years of experience on earth. So, uh, yeah, go listen to it. Very good. Not very festive though. Warning, maybe push it to January, but Oh, and get a real fucking tree and take an allergy pill. You bitch. I thought you were going to say, get a real fucking job. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't realize her name was Bridgers. I didn't know. I thought it was bridges. That's Leon. I thought she was like Jeff Bridges' daughter or something. She should have leaned into that. That would have been kind of funny. Yeah. Jeff Bridges' daughter. 
All right. Well, that's man. it for that's it for the Oddscast podcast. For Dominic Leo, Joe Delara, Terry Takes, producer Corey. Week 14, NFL. It's favorite season. Light them up. Let's win them. God bless. Bye. Yeah. I got a question why they hating on me. I got a question why they hating on me. I ain't did nothing to them, but count this money and put my team on. Got my whole clip stunning, but what's up? Yeah, but what's up? Yeah. When I was nine years old, I put it in my head, I'ma die for this gold. So boy, tell me what's hot about the bitch. Tell them. Stay in school.